0: To the uh, latest edition of the Starters and Sides podcast. Uh, My name's Adam, and I'm in Manchester. And I'm Neil, and I'm in London. How are you doing? Oh, all right, sir. I think
1: mostly (laughs) it's kind of. I think we've we've probably commented on this before. I think yeah, mostly seems to be about what we can really aim for right now. So, what about yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Feel like I've been out and about a bit more, and um, as. We're recording this, we're, we're due to go in towards Freedom Day. Um, yeah, still a little bit anxious. Then about yourself, how are you feeling about it all? Yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: kind of strange. I mean, I've been quite happy to, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to where we've been, I'm sure in a, in a few seconds, but at the moment, I think, I mean, it's, I'm in mean, that bizarre place of I want hospitality to thrive and survive and, and get us all through this um but i've kind of enjoyed going to places that have outdoor seating and a kind of a reduced capacity um feels a bit more spacious feels a bit more ventilated from monday if places don't have to do that and maybe sort of crammed inside and people not wearing masks and not um observing social distancing and such like not sure i'm quite ready for it
0: yeah i'm with you i just um talking to my wife about this yesterday and I think there could be actually a bit of a a nasty backlash on some things where I'm going to continue wearing a mask. Um, I'm going to carry carry on as we're doing now where you walk into the restaurant with a mask on, get to your table, take your mask off, those kind of things. But I think there'll be those that are not wearing masks that will be like... You don't need to wear a mask anymore. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I think you're right. I think there could be a little sort of aggression on behalf of uh, on the on the part of those people or some of those people. Um, yeah,
0: I, I feel for the. To be honest, I feel for the the staff. You know, yeah. that how do you manage those kind of things? And I mean, I just i've i've I have found so much of the stuff recently to been a bit bizarre that you know, my parents go to church; they're not allowed to sing because of. The rules, but you can have 80,000 people in a football stadium screaming and like being right next to each other. Just all, yeah. it's all seemed a bit bizarre these last couple of weeks for me. Um, yeah,
1: it, it, it's that like lack of consistency and that, that sort of confused or, or, or deliberate obfuscation or whatever it may be. Um, and this sense of, yeah, it's now down to, or potentially now down to, sort of personal responsibility. Right? i've i've met quite a lot of people and 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 a lot of them are really dumb so <laughs> i'm not sure i really want my health and my family's health relying on on those people but i guess we'll we'll see where we uh, we'll see where we go there's i guess um, when you
0: when you see like images on social media of england fans shoving flares up their arse in london you kind of go and we're leaving it down to these people <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, not too sure. Anyway, let's not get into the politics, I suppose. No, no
1: indeed. <laughs> let's get back to the fun stuff. Where, where have you eaten? Where have you been?
0: I I kind of feel like the last few weeks, I mean, lo- loads of different places, and um, it's actually been really good. It's It was great to get back into, I think I've mentioned before, Cask, which is a great real ale bar that's just near me in, in Um Always got... Real proper good cask beer on as well. So I've been back there a few times. There's a a place uh, that's, I'm not saying it's unknown, but it's kind of one of those little secrets among people, but it's growing and growing. It's a place called Lazy Tony's Lasagna. And it very much feels like you could be in the back streets in New York and it's just, you know, for collection, They've got a sign, a neon sign outside that says either no lasagna or lasagna, meaning that <laughs> in, which is just absolutely brilliant. Um, bit of Mackie Mare, um, which was great to get back into Mackie Mare, which is uh, one of the food halls here um, and had a tender cow um, yeah, steak, which was just phenomenal. And they've got loads of blackjack beers on in there, so which was amazing. Um Great place called Parker's Arms, which I know you've had. Um, you've had that one of their home kits. Yes,
1: right? know Yeah, the, the, the um, pie kits. And the, yeah, the magnificent pie.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, we, uh, my wife and I, were actually going for a walk, and we we drove past it, and my wife was like, "Yes, this is the Parker's Arms. This is where it is." And um, <laughs> we went in. We we and went in, and I had uh, a mutton pie. In a lamb fat pastry crust, it was just absolutely phenomenal. With some um, some Morecambe, um oysters, just superb, absolutely superb. Um, yeah, a couple of other things I've uh, I've been to back home in in sunny Stoke on Trent, where I'm from originally. There's a great little bar in Newcastle underline called Mellards that um, some great beers, and uh, there's a guy that set up a, a pizza company called Slice Culture and he was there um selling his pizzas which which were just phenomenal um crunch tacos it's a manchester based again taco business that um just just brilliant absolutely brilliant tacos and juicy street warehouse which i know i've mentioned before we went again on um saturday night um their croquettes uh ox chicken sweet potato croquette which was just phenomenal and then this week as well, I've been really uh, fortunate to be involved in a Christmas in July event um, with Paxton and Whitfield, um, a cheese tasting, which was just, every single cheese was just absolutely phenomenal. So, so yeah, and I actually got out onto the Wirral um, this weekend and went to a little Belgian bar called Trappist, which oh just phenomenal beers it felt like you were sitting in belgium it was just brilliant the way they've done it the way they've set it up is just superb so yeah oh. i feel like i've been out and about quite a bit which is great yeah.
1: it's trying it? to make me feel i'm i'm missing the north yes right.
0: <laughs> oh i didn't mention actually when we were on the we were went to a great fish and chip restaurant called marigolds um in west kirby sat on the beach with fish and chips goes back to what we were Talking about a few weeks ago around comfort food, but sitting on the beach eating fish and chips is like, is there anything better than sitting on the beach? Anyway, yeah, so loads, mate. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, well, it's been a – really been ticking off places that have been on my kind of to, to-do list for, for some time. Hit uh, Honey & Co, which is – build themselves as food from the Middle East. Popped down there for breakfast a couple of weeks ago. That was terrific. Um, ridiculous that I haven't been there before. It's exactly my kind of eating. Um, I think they're already on their second or their third cookery book at this stage. It, it's stupid that I haven't been. So a sort of green shakshouk. They do a, a morning mezze selection. So you get a there, a little loads of breads, some salads, some really good yoghurt, some hummus. Just a really lovely way of grazing, starting the day. Um, made it to Barshu. This kind of my legendary Sichuan cooking in Soho. Uh, I was photos. I put one up on the, 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 the SNS podcast, Instagram feed, um, the most terrifying amount of chilies and Sichuan peppers I've ever seen in my life. Um, most of them get scooped out. It's not quite as painful as, as it looks just really, really tasty. Had a fantastic lunch at, uh, the game bird at the Stafford hotel. um, Avoided. They have a dish called the game bird, as sort of pigeon, and it was a little too muggy, a little too July to, to do that. I'll hopefully go back in the autumn and, and hit that. But they had a chicken Kiev, so it was I think, it was really hard to resist. Yeah, um, wow. That looks so easy. yes, chicken Kiev with truffle butter. Um, and a chef once told me mashed potato is merely a butter suspension system. <laughs> And so I, I basically I had a plate of butter. That was <laughs> that was with a little bit of chicken and some potato. Um so yeah, obviously it was absolutely bloody delicious. Um and they even give you a bib. Um which I'm, I'm, i I'm you've eaten with me enough times that I should I should have been carrying a bib for a
0: long, long time. It's like a mask. You actually should have been carrying a mask and a bib. And a bib. All, yeah. all in one, maybe an all in one, some sort of hazard okay. you been <laughs> the opportunity
1: to make. Yeah, culinary a culinary hazmat suit is what I've been needing for a while. So, so I have a, a long-standing joke. My wife Angela once said, and I came back with with more evidence of lunch down the front of my shirt. That for a man who eats out for a living, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, but it was it was amazing. Just a just a really great comforting plate of. Well, just it was elevated comfort food. It was it was it was terrific, really enjoyable. Um, in terms of, of local, we, we now have a farmers' market in uh, in Finchley, which is very exciting. Been running about three or four weeks. Uh, popped down there yesterday. Some really interesting little suppliers. Had some very nice chats. One person who I will have to try and squeeze into a, a future podcast. Absolutely fascinating story there. Um. Went to a place called cocotte, little rotisserie place on Hoxton Square. Sat outside on a muggy day eating rotisserie chicken and big salads and drinking rosé and pretending it was the south of France. Um, and then uh, last week, uh, the, the, probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me is I'm now being followed on social media by Rick Astley. Wow. Um, so he's, a, he's a co-owner of the McKellar Brew Pub, um, which is in Exmouth Market. Popped down there last week. Tried some of their snacks, uh, some of their beers. They're, they're brewing sort of fifteen beers on site. Beautiful little setup. Fantastic food. Bargainous is the so the, the the highest praise we we could put on it was that, is that if, if if we owned a bar this is what we'd like to like it to be. Wow! Absolutely terrific, and um, obviously, I mean. Did graze through the menu fantastic hot dog, really good little snacky things. There was a point they sort of brought out a um as an Induya Scotch egg. Um, so it was this little thing in 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 Panko arrived, and then the next course was a was a croquette, slightly bigger thing, and it did get to a stage where I was thinking maybe the entire menu is just increasingly big things covered in breadcrumbs, which would have been just like massive, massive croquettes at different stages of the uh, which doesn't sound like a bad idea, actually. And, and the chicken kia might have fit somewhere in that, uh, in that plan. But, yeah, really, just you know, a very, very fun
0: few weeks of uh, eating. Um, I think the- that you said it, actually, in a message to me, but the great thing about having Rick Astley follow you on Twitter is he's, he's never going to give you up and he's <laughs> never going to let you down. Anyway, but
1: yeah. in this case, <laughs> he did desert us. Three times, including a very nice lemon sponge.
0: Love. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Um, it does kind of feel, doesn't it? Like it's not normality, but getting out again and going to places. And again, I, and I know I said this in our last podcast, but I just, my if I was wearing a cap, I would doff it to the hospitality staff, you know, that are. Uh, well, I don't know if they're smiling because most of the time they're wearing a mask, but they're always happy, you know, always really, you know, helpful, still being so brilliant considering everything that they're having to go through. And I'm sure that even, you know, if things do all open up again, that they're, they're going to have a lot more situations on the hand. I know uh, on the, you know, if people in front of them that are maybe not going to be as appreciative as we are. Um, and also, now that the football's over, um, I was chatting to a couple of people who've worked in bars and handcuffs and about like the idiots that have been there after. But it's no. the last thing they need, isn't it? But anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. No, I, I,
1: yeah, no, but I think you know, I was a, a, a pat on the back for everyone in in the hospitality industry. We said it before, we'll say it again. It's um, I admire them. It, it, yeah, and and to get sort of restore faith in. In, in sort of going out and in some sense of normality and a return to kind of, you know, 2019-style um, living. Um, the hospitality industry is is used to, it's, it's adopted new practices, it has to be sanitary, it has, they, they broadcast their, their health worthiness with certificates on the door. If, for things that are gonna restore confidence, they're a really good place to, to lead. I don't think they've been particularly supported. So I think there's going to be a lot of problems coming later in terms of staffing issues, But we'll, we'll come to that. I think next month we're going to talk about kind of hospitality we've been chatting and the future of hospitality been chatting to some restaurateurs, so we'll leave that for another time but um and I guess for now we'll um we'll be right back after this break
0: yeah. when we first talked about obviously in the last podcast we did around food and drink and movies, and we were going to include in that food and drink ads. And then we started talking and realized that food and drink advertisements, there are, it's its a whole subject in itself. And that I kind of sat down after we, we, we discussed that we are gonna talk about this, and I thought, yeah, okay. And then when you actually go into it, there are so many food and drink related TV ads over the years that are so memorable that you go, what? Yeah, and I mean the, the just kicking it off. The first one for me, and I don't know why this was the first one that came into my head was the all white lemonade advert, which I, I can't believe it's from nineteen seventy three. So I would have been one when that came out, but I still remember it. And I, I, obviously, it must have been thrown out again later when I was a bit older. But and and then the the kind of things that have come out around that that it was. Written by Elvis Costello's dad, and Elvis Costello actually is on the Bucking track and Bucking lyrics and all that kind of thing. You like, whoa! But <laughs> so you know, there's there's so many yeah. things that well,
1: I think it's, it's also the the fact that around that time and around that era, sort of ads like "I'm a secret lemonade drinker" uh, were pastiched in in so many comedy shows, and they they became part of everyday life I I know we will we'll come on to some of the other stuff but there, there's an awful lot of things that are now have been family in jokes for 30 40 years based on ads from like the 70s and the 80s yeah and it's it, it, it's remarkable just how and um, um, pervasive some of these things were and and remain I mean some of the big the big campaigns the And we, I mean, do we? Unless I guess we just list where we start this, and this could just be an hour of, yeah, two middle aged men throwing taglines back and forth at each other. Um, But yeah, you mentioned our whites. I mean, we had you know the 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 Cadbury's Flake, only the crumbliest, flakiest chocolate, and the 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 soft porn nineteen seventies ads. There again, much pastiche by comedy shows at the time. The the finger of fudge it's just enough to give yourself a treat which for years thought the song went it's full of peppery goodness <laughs> i believe it's full of cadbury goodness <laughs> but it's but if you listen to it it's on youtube i swear blind it's full of peppery goodness but that became a kind of family in joke the and i and think so many people joking about fingers of fudge being just enough it's again it's it was, it was, yeah, well, I think it was a five piece snack when it first started. It's Lord knows what they cost now,
0: yeah. Yeah, I just think it, and you're right, there's so many different ads that have become part of everything we do. I mean, you know, the amount of times I've heard someone go, Have it, <laughs> you know, after the PK okay, John Smith's adverts and things like that, and but kind of things that stick in your mind and, and like. <laughs> When my uh, my wife and I, like, if we're driving somewhere and we see a a, a signpost for Accrington, Accrington <laughs> family, who are they? Exactly. <laughs> apologies <laughs> to everyone in Liverpool for that terrible accent.
1: I was going to say, I'm going to let you do the
0: accent. Um... but yeah, you know, And that was for milk. And you're like, but the, there are so many, you know, things that we, you know, we kind of associate with all of this stuff. Is, is kind of embedded and almost it's things like the anticipation around the coke advert for christmas you know the holidays are coming in the holidays are coming in and things like that that you just go there's such an association with these things that it's become part of i mean even i i, I love it with obviously with uh, working in food and drink and whatever and um in my one of my local pubs back home in Stoke when I go in there and when they got a new member of staff that was working and they pour a pint and they go, do you want a flake with that, love? And it's the body. <laughs> you know, it's just all of these different associations are just brilliant. And it's amazing, like kind of the power and the impact that some of these have got and how memorable they really are. And, you know, I was thinking about, um, it was, it was Heineken, I think, wasn't it, with, you know, the water in Mallorca don't taste like what it ought. Yeah, I mean, you're
1: absolutely wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. It was, yeah. I mean, some of the beer, the, the sort of 70s, 80s, 90s beer commercials were, were quite phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Guinness kind of deserves a category of its own with the, the sheer variety of, of things they did. But again, I mean, like, I mean, that was it Perez Perez? prado was it the 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 I think we became a number one hit off the back of a Guinness ad. Yeah. You had the um coke was I'd like to teach the world to sing or I would like to buy the world a coke back in the 70s. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure which came first. I assumed the sing <laughs> the, I'd like to teach the world to sing and then that became the coke ad. But then in what 80 something robin Wright... Not Robin, right? Robin Beck. The Robin first, Beck, yeah. The first time it was a number one hit, an international number one hit. It was off a bloody Coca. Yeah. And it's 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 really hard. I mean, we'll we'll again we'll we'll come to the sort of modern advertising and the and why but these all date from the days of three channels or four channels and more unified viewing experiences. So it's, it's much harder to kind of recreate those things now. But even so, the level of support familiarity, and even down to ads, I mean, and I mentioned a couple that you, you don't recall, um, uh, like sort of the, the, the It's Frothy Man for Crestor or the Corona Physical Bubbles. I don't think those, I mean, Corona's probably, a, I mean, it wouldn't exist as a brand now anyway, I'm sure, for, for fairly obvious reasons. It's not something you necessarily want to willingly put in your body. Um, but, but, and Unigate milk. I don't even know if Unigate dairies are still going. But again, family gag about, they had a campaign in the 70s um, about the Humphreys who were coming to steal your Unigate milk. Like so get an extra planter, or you'll be without. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! There's a Humphrey about. It's I know so many people that will and will just quote that at each other, and I said yeah. I don't even know if the company still exists,
0: hmm. and it's it's got to be forty years old. There's so it's, many though, isn't there? And, and I think that what I love about some of it is that it's obviously, as you know, me working in marketing and things is the different approaches to things. So, you know, you wear... I'm, I'm always talking to small businesses about putting personality into what they do and how you can do it through video, you can do it through whatever you want to do. And if you look at, say, for example, with the Guinness stuff um, and like Stella Artois, for example, where it's, it's kind of movie-esque. It's like a cinematic experience, mm-hmm. you know, with Stella where, you know, you've got that... The one where the 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 pilot gets shot down and they hide him in the bar and then the barman is so worried about the stellar overrunning that he points where the uh, the pilot is and that kind of thing, the guinea stuff. <laughs> so it's cinematic, but then you've got the flip side of that with like things like Aldi, who I think are very clever with some of the stuff that Aldi do, you know. The, the, Kevin the carrot and all of those things, but that thing where I like this tea. You know, my husband likes this tea. I don't drink this. I don't drink tea. I prefer gin and just like funny stuff that makes mm-hmm. it stand out and it's memorable. It's all about memorability, isn't it? And yeah. I think I was, uh, there was some research done in London last year around, um, and it applies to all the big cities in the UK, but. We see something like a thousand advertisements a day, whether it's social media, whether it's TV, whatever it is. But we automatically forget nearly ninety percent of the adverts we see. Yet okay. we're talking about adverts now that we can remember from when we were kids.
1: Yeah, i, I mean, it. it can't just be that there's this sense of, I don't know, sort of you know, repetition um, and. Three channels. I think there's more to it than that. I think maybe now a lot of ideas are kind of copied, or imitated, or just kind of repeated. But as you say, those those not things like the stellar ones, that kind of yeah, the cinematic quality, the the, the brilliant taglines. Although I bet he drinks Carling Black Label, the yeah. uh, Heineken refreshes the parts other beers cannot reach. Pepper Army is a bit of an animal. All because the lady loves milk tray, there's so many of these things that it's just and it can't just be there was something about them that just kind of caught the public imagination and still feel familiar certainly to our generation and and, and older and, and I would guess even probably a little younger, even if they haven't seen some of these things, they're probably aware of them in some way, shape or form
0: yeah, exactly. And I think it's that thing, isn't it, of where these things represent I mean, I I, one again, one of the first things that jumped into my mind was the uh, full MASH Get Smash advert with the aliens and, you know, it's absolutely awful as an advert and it's so, like, it's just so weird and random, but you remember it. And mm-hmm. that's what Again, for me working in marketing, making something memorable is incredible. And I'd go back to the Coke thing again with there's a sense of anticipation when like the Coke advert's gonna come out. I mean, these days it comes out in blooming April, ready for Christmas. But you know, it's like the holidays are coming. The holidays are coming. And the first time that people see that advert and it's like, right, we're into Christmas now. You know what I mean? And that, that mm-hmm. feeling around it and that the way that you build that anticipation. And there was a thing around ads, I think, and you're dead right when you say that three, four channels, so we hadn't got Sky Sports, we hadn't got social media. There was the whole thing around ads. And people, I remember, it like it's like with the, was it Cinzano with Joan Collins and Leonard Roster? Where they, yeah, Chinzano, yeah. Have you seen this advert? It's brilliant. You're like not have you watched Coronation Street? It was have you <laughs> have it? It's I guess that was the same,
1: I mean Lorraine Chase and the Campari advert. Yeah.
0: Were you truly wafted here
1: from paradise? Yeah. No, Luton Airport. Again, that inspired a hit song. <laughs> so, it's just the, the the nature of these things is remarkable. I mean and I know I mean you, you had a you've had a, a, a chat with, with someone recently in terms of I don't know, more modern aspects of of advertising and and where we kind of go from here um the the multiple strands the the social media and how we engage or how companies engage with the individual going forward
0: exactly yeah i spoke to adam who's um i've worked with on a few projects around marketing he's produced a few videos for clients of mine and we've worked together on a few things and yeah i chatted to adam about what makes a good video um what makes a good ad and using, you know, the way you can bring across the food and drink experience through an ad. So yeah, here it is. So I'm here with uh, Adam Fultler from Creative AF, who is amongst other things responsible for the music for our podcast, which we are eternally grateful for. Uh, He's also responsible for Uh, well solely responsible but partly responsible for my expanding waistline because he's recently done some work with a pork scratchings um, company and continues to uh, feed me uh, those kind of things so uh, that's the reason why I'm no it's not the only reason obviously anyway
2: um, so nice to see Adam hello I just just to start I actually do have some no No, you don't. i I, I can't get rid of them
0: we can give them away to our listeners for all five of our listeners (laughs) can have 10 packets each um anyway adam just tell us
2: a little bit about what it is you do at creative air so uh i mean it's video production really but the the kind of added element to it is that we we make all our own music and and sound design for all all of the, the video content that we make um which which I, I do think it continues to be and was uh, a, a bit of a kind of an element that was missing i think in, in in video production anyway uh we kind of started doing it like last year and uh you know just just as covid was was kind of kicking off and uh it, it seemed like a at the time not a good good idea to start time to start a business but you know you just went with it anyway because of COVID, it was very difficult to film people and be around people. So we solely ended up focusing for quite some time on, on food and drink uh, products because uh, they can't catch COVID as easily as you know a human being can. But anyway, the, the great thing about it was it, it's quite versatile, you know, industry. There's so many pro- You'll never run out of products to, to kind of work with. So over the last year, we've been working with a number of uh, food and drink uh, products, stuff from, you know, alcohol, uh as, as and, and into food as you mentioned pork scratchings which you know it's quite a, it's quite a mix but what what we've done there is we've made a lot of video content for all of these brands and then we've written bespoke music and, and and sound design for all of these projects which is has been received very well some of it is just you know i say just music it's like music that represents a brand uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the, the pork scratching company because we actually wrote a, a, a song which was more like a kind of semi jingle slash, and they absolutely love that. So you know, it, it's it's great. It's that kind of extra uh, touch that that brings in, you know, uh, uh, brings people in. And you know, because when you watch video, you, your eyes are kind of satiated by what you are seeing, but but you know, we can't smell and taste what we're looking at. So, but we can hear it. So that's that's kind of why, I like, I think sound is, is extremely important to food and drink. Uh, certainly in, in the content that we're making. Brilliant, um, can we stop talking about the Portsgrass news now? I promise I won't right mention sense. them again.
0: Um, obviously Neil and I are chatting around um, food and drink ads mm-hmm. and memorable ads throughout the years and things. So what is it you think that makes a
2: good video or a good ad, especially when it comes to food and drink? I uh, I, I think generally a good video, I like things that have got a creative concept. Uh, I often say uh, to people, you know, I I don't, if if you want some, just some nice shots of something, maybe go somewhere else because it, it's not that it doesn't work. It it serves a purpose, but I'm talking about correct, like concepts, like what you, when you watch something, you're like, oh, that's clever or, you know, how it, it, you can, you can kind of carve up content in different ways, but that's what I like to, to, to do. And obviously on a visual and an audio basis, in terms of food and drink, I believe that, you know, when you're watching something, the, the job is to make someone want to, eat it or drink it that's kind of the sole purpose of what you you, you want to make it appealing to 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 people you know it, it's almost like you know food and drink porn or whatever you want to call it now you know in with video you, you, you can look at that and you go i want to i want to eat that or i want to drink that but as I, I kind of just mentioned that adding that kind of sound design into it gives it like that more um it's more appealing to people when you hear the, the pour of a, a drink or the fizz of a you know like i don't know the fizz of a, a tonic or a, a or prosecco or or when you kind of hear the crunch of something and I, that's that's something that i believe should be in, in in all kind of you know food and drink video content to be honest
0: it just amazes me the power of it sometimes because um as you know a, a colleague and a friend of ours you shot the video for his bubble panda for his bubble tea company and I think that's had over a million views now. I mean, it's just gone absolutely nuts. But it's just amazing how that side of things, even with something mm. like a bubble tea, can make such a difference. You mentioned the music, and I know you, like you say, you compose your own music for stuff and for other people. Um, how important is the music side of it? Do you think?
2: Well, I, I think it's, it's it's really important as a as a as, as a muse and a musician. You know, music lover and a musician. You know, I think. It's, it's strange really i think when something works really well you almost don't question it but it almost has to not work for you to question it if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's like that's kind of what ambience is like you can create a mood but not people don't even really notice it if that makes sense if you walk into a place whether it be i don't know a restaurant or a bar and the music's wrong you would notice that but if you walked in and it was right you, you just you just want to be there and experience that so O- often uh on our projects people don't um it's kind of like a, a kind of business feedback thing people don't question the sound but they do question what they're looking at so obviously we're, when i'm trying to do both things so but, but what actually happens is they don't question the music they never change the music mm-hmm. but they go that sharp maybe this and you just realize how you've done your job it, it's weird because you think with feedback like that you want someone to go, that's great or but they don't there's nothing is actually good feedback if they just kind of go, you know. And it's, it's, so I think it's vitally important. I think it's, it's something that's kind of emerging, obviously, for us as is, is, is trying to work with people because then no one's ever asked them these questions before, like, what does your brand sound like? They kind of they look back and look at you, you know, not, you know, they listen to you or whatever. And they kind of look, they're thinking, well, what, what, what do you mean? I've never thought about that before. So it's kind of like a new concept for them. And I think it's one in which they they really like because it is it is it's bespoke, but it kind of makes it feel like it's special to them. Do you know what I mean? And I think that so I think it's vitally important. I mean, I, I I'm I'm much more moved by music than I am many things, to be honest. And I think if you watched all your favourite films and you know the the suspense that you create in those films and pro TV programs and everything, and you got and the music wasn't what it was, you would notice. And you it's like. It's amazing how how powerful uh, it can be, and it it, it it spans across many different genres. And, and you have to kind of get the mood right. It's more of a mood thing than a genre mm-hmm. thing. It's like how it's like it's it's just so emotive. So I I, I don't see why the best films and, and TV programs have got that. Like the best composers, you know, I mean, we know John Williams and Hans Zimmer and people like that. They, they they create mood, but why can't you do that in you know smaller things like obviously adverts and and you know and, and more recently social media thing? I I don't see why you can't you know so I it's very important I think and we we're obviously talking
0: about memorable ads for us are there any kind of ads from over the years that have, have stuck in your mind
2: well I think it's I think it's easy to talk about ads like you know over the years but I, I would pick out things where you know unsurprisingly maybe where the, the, the music's played a key part Um, you know I think Guinness have always you know nailed their Obviously, like the visuals amazing, but they always that, that, um, you know, the, the, the surfer in the, yeah. in the waves and the, the horses and, and stuff, that, that music was actually created for that ad. And then it was, um, later made into an actual track. Like it's, it's, I love stuff like that because it's perfect. That's exactly what I like to see in, in advertising. I think the, um, the Cadbury's one with the gorilla and the drummer kinda of made no sense at all, but it worked incredibly well. Do you know it's it's stuff like that, but it, it had music at its at its because it's, it's it's a gorilla playing, you know, something in the air tonight like Collins. And it's just
0: It was that anticipation of Yeah, you the knew shot it was of coming. the gorilla's
2: face yeah. for like two minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it gives a little bit of a snort. Yeah. And then you're like, what is this? And then suddenly and it was like for me Working in marketing for me, when they had that meeting and they sat down and go right, how we're going to, what we're going to do for our next ad, and marketing executive stood up and went, I think we should have a gorilla drumming to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, mm. and everyone did they all sit there and go,
2: that's a great idea because people must have gone, is he drunk? Yeah, but it worked. It worked so well. Well, I think I think um you know ideas like that you can throw them around, but and, and unless you. Well, with like any idea, until you execute it, it's just it's just an idea, and you can kind of do these come up with these madcap things, but you have to kind of you just have to do them and and see how the people respond to them because really it doesn't sound that clever no. on paper. I don't think it does because you're a bit like yeah, it's a bit it's it sounds quite Alan Partridge to be honest. Yeah, it's a bit like monkey tennis or you know it's a bit like what okay, gorilla plays drums. It's it's but then when you watch it, like that's you remember that for for such a long time, but. I think, um, I like I like ads that use music well. And I think, you know, there's been, over the years, there's been some some really good stuff like that, where, like the Gorilla, um, I mean, the Diet Coke one sticks in my head. This is mm. the, you know, um, Etta James song. And it's just like, basically a bloke, a, a fit bloke, like taking his shirt off. But the song makes it really, you know, the music mm. makes it amazing work amazingly well i guess with Avatar, if you've got a lot of money you can you can license that kind of music but um i guess we're trying to do something where it's like create something new and uh, iconic without it being known because it's new and I, I think that's that's a good it's a good job for us like and i, I enjoy that because every every project you're like well you're not gonna make you just don't make the same music again and again and again because people like different things and i it's th- it's 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 really in- encouraging watching people want to explore the sound of their brand but I think it's is early days I think people need you know not convincing but they it's a bit like how do you ask someone to come along on a journey and they're not even sure they want to go on it yeah mm. some people do and um, we've talked i'm not i know we would not mentioned the pork scratchings but they they, mm-hmm. they were a great example snuffling pig of people who wanted that so i, I, I hopefully more. we'll we'll kind of buy into that kind of way of doing things brilliant great chatting to you love to see you and uh, thanks for that yeah no worries Yeah, speak to you soon
0: so yeah that was my chat with with Adam um, Mm -hmm. around what he's doing with food and drink stuff and and how he's we all know the power of video when it comes to social media these days in particular Um, but yeah it gives you a little bit of an insight in the way the way things may go. Are there any others that Neil that you want to that really stick in your mind? There's there's, there's just too many.
1: I've i I I had like I don't know five A4 sheets of these things. But once you start, one memory sort of spurs another. I mean, you the the talk of dairy milk there and the drumming gorilla. It's fantastic, but um, for me, the one that edged it in that era was the yes, sir, I can boogie. Mm. Um, and I cannot hear that song without thinking about chocolate. I cannot hear that song without sitting in a chair and doing a little dance. It's it's kind of impossible. The um, um, again from a festive perspective, the the, the release of the new quantro advert in whatever the 70s, eighties and ass meant. This ridiculous flirtation ongoing story. The fact that you had these ongoing stories, like the the Maxwell House. I mean, it's, it's only recently I've been able to re-watch Buffy and see Anthony Stewart head as Giles and not the bloke from the Maxwell House commercial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just loved a mix. For me, it's it's things like where you like John West, that advert where the bear is fighting for like the fishermen and, you know, things like that. So, so memorable. But then you've got Again, these catch lines, like the sugar puffs advert, you know, telling about the honey mummy and things like that that will we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. we that had a, if we had a then, teacher
1: whose nickname was the honey monster. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know when you've been tangoed. Yeah, you know, of course. Those things were that that just stick that will be there forever. I think, and I always I kind of find it a little bit sad that. Because of the way the world is now, that those kind of ads will have, will, will kind of be lost, you know, and mm-hmm. you won't you won't remember. I don't think that in twenty years time I will remember any of the ads that are around now. Partly because I watch so much stuff on catch up that I don't really see as many ads as I used to, but also they've not got the same kind of feel and like you said everyone would be sitting around the TV whether they're watching the football Coronation Street whatever it is and it go to an ad break and you'd still be sitting there you know and you would you would take this stuff on board and I yeah,
1: it, yeah we couldn't we couldn't fast forward the ads now as well <laughs> so we couldn't record stuff it was you watched it live or you missed it. And it's well, it's interesting as you say, but no, it is it is sad. However, like the Murphys, I'm not bitter. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, and and there's also there, does anyone remember the Caledon Bowser commercials? <laughs> Caledon Bowser, Caledon Bowser cream toffees. Because I, I swear blind, I feel like I've imagined these.
0: I I don't enlighten me. It was
1: yeah, kind of two um, again, sort of yeah, the the, the classic World War scenario of the very well-spoken British pilots um, being held prisoner, and, and referring to uh, their Caledon Bowser cream-lined toffees, well, Caledon Bowser, uh, as they became. I don't think and Bowser still exist, but it's, and I've, I was searching YouTube earlier, trying to find these, those, every other ad is on there, but not the and Bowser ones, and I'm Really starting to worry that it was just some sort of a cheese dream. <laughs> at the time, yeah. so so if anyone does remember that, please please do for yeah. the sake of my sanity, drop us a line on social media, just to uh, just
0: just to put me at my ease. Thank you. You know, you know what the other thing I like about some ads as well is they're where businesses kind of or or companies take take the Mickey out of themselves. Like the Marmite with the the rehoming centre for Marmite, where you know love it or hate it, that whole thing of they were playing on it, and you know with Paddington where it's with Marmite, and they're actually having a bit of a laugh at themselves, and that makes a really good ad because they're not taking themselves too seriously.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned in, in the in the chat with with, with the other Adam that that idea of sort of standing up in a in a pitch meeting. So I've got this great idea. I've got a gorilla and a set of drums. The idea of standing up in a pitch meeting, so I've got this great idea. We'll celebrate the people who hate our product. Yeah. Brilliant. It's, it's quite remarkable. But again, now, I mean, things are still referred to as Marmite. Yeah. You love it or hate it, and people know what you mean. Even, again, even generations who've not seen those commercials. One of my favourite Marmite commercials was um, in print, where on one page you'd have for Marmite lovers, and there was a coupon for something like fifty p off. And he turned the page, and on so the pa- next page, in the same position, there was a c- coupon for Marmite haters, which just said p off. <laughs> yeah. Genius, genius, absolute genius. I'm just saying, but based on yeah, people don't like what we do. Let's yeah. revel in it. I
0: it's a Big, big, bold, very ballsy move. Yeah, definitely. I I find it interesting as well is that how food and drink in particular, and the influence of food and drink in the I know you mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago about Ronaldo at the Euros moving those bottles of Coke. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of making a statement. Didn't they they lose, didn't their share value go down or something when he did that? uh,
1: Allegedly, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because I've been moderately cynical about this ploy to reduce junk food advertising. But the fact that just by moving (laughs) these bottles apparently wiped a number with many zeros off the share price of Coca-Cola and the fact that, again, how we've been talking how pervasive these things are and I'm sure there are tricks that are being played with us now in terms of making certain things more memorable that maybe there is, uh, there really is scope to um, and, and sense in, in banning junk food ads
0: after a certain, well before a
1: certain time.
0: Yeah, that's why you see, you know me, I just cannot agree with that. It's like I get it. I understand that something's got to be done. You know, one in three kids that are leaving primary school now are obese, according to the latest research. You know, so something's got to be done. But for me, if you're in primary school, you should be in bed before nine o'clock anyway. You know, so it doesn't make it. It doesn't. I, I just don't get it, and because the kids aren't buying the food you know the kids aren't going wrong. very good point very very good point you know for me it's like it's this whole thing around when you're at the checkout at a supermarket and there should be no sweets and stuff and and chocolate it's not the kids that are buying it it's the parents and we're not going to tackle obesity that way mm-hmm. and i think you know me, I get really wound up about this. But it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's
1: one we've got, we got to look at in a future time. It would
0: be interesting. Responsibility. Parental yeah. responsibility. That, yeah. But
1: with that, maybe we should have a look, I don't know, a deeper dive into some of the ad stuff or the subliminal thing um, in terms of are, are there tricks that are being played on us um, that reinforces why parents are buying this stuff?
0: Maybe, but, but my thing is that, so what are they going to do? Are they, if if they're banning junk food ads before nine o'clock at night, then are they going to cover up every billboard that's got a McDonald's advert on it? Are they actually going to cover up every McDonald's shop that <laughs> with school kids on it? Yeah. You know, I, it makes no sense to me. But my, my main thing is, is it's not the kids buying the stuff. Yeah. It's the parents. So it's educating the parents. And, you know, it's this thing of, you know, oh, well, we can't go and buy organic vegetables because they're far too expensive and blah, 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 blah. We need to do a whole load of education around how you can eat healthily and cheaply. You know, it's not got to be prime 28-day-age steak that you're putting in a lasagna. It it can still be good stuff. It doesn't have to cost you a fortune, but the bottom line is that what if a kid stays up until two minutes past nine? <laughs> just,
1: just gets swamped by four hundred Burger King ads.
0: Exactly. Sixty <laughs> second. Sixty seconds. It yeah. makes no sense. And then, it, I mean,
1: again, I mean, it's funny. I was looking at the the notes got sort of dotted around here. Just remembered Milky Way used to advertise themselves as it's the sweet you can eat between meals without ruining your appetite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Milky Bar Kid. You know, where the Milky Bar Kid was brilliant because it was like this little lad in glasses that was probably going to be, like, bullied at school, but he was the Milky Bar Kid. You know, and,
1: the- and it was told on the basis there's what, however much milk. The you know, same with dairy milk. It was a glass and a half, full, full cream milk. Uh, yeah, but four hundred pounds of sugar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we've we've done some strange things in the name of advertising and uh, and health. Yes, yeah, so it's it's possibly not the time to start worrying
0: about that. That junk food ban thing, I I understand it. something's got to be done um, because the stats are frightening, but banning junk food ads. Before nine o'clock, you kind of go, really? And looking at some of the other stuff that Channel 4 in particular are going to lose so much income from junk food advertisers. But it's not the kids making the decision, it's the adults making the decision. And therefore, I think the whole thing is irrelevant personally. And because they see, as I said before, you see a thousand advertisements a day. And probably the majority of those aren't on T V. They are on social media. They are on bus stop sites or they are wherever they are. So that kind of thing, it's like no. Nah, doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I think again, I know it's I know it's a subject sort of close to your heart. I know it's something you wanted to talk about. So I think, yeah again, in sort of future episodes, as I say, next time we're going to be touching on the future of hospitality. Um, and at some point in the future, we do need to take a look at um, sort of healthy and responsible eating, I think, and, and what we can do. Are there things that we can all be doing kind of as an individual or as a society that um, will ultimately um, benefit everyone? Um, I think it's, it's, it's
0: definitely a subject for a deeper dive. I'm with you. I'm with you. So where where have you got lined up for the next few weeks? Anywhere you're going in particular? Nothing so far.
1: Um, I'm sure that will change rapidly. Uh, I think, again, waiting to see what happens with any further announcements and whether restaurants are going to carry on with the current kind of social distancing, reduced capacity, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I think um, if things do open up, Next week, next week might be one for me to avoid, um, and then wait for it to all calm down again and just get back to relative normality. So again, it's it's a suck it and see one. I think at this point. Uh, what about yourself? Much on
0: a um, couple of places lined up. Um, Going to go to go and go to the Pictodrome in Macclesfield, which is again a Macky Mare kind of based uh, food hall. That's the that, popping up all over the place at the minute. Um so yeah, hopefully going there. I'm um, got a chocolate tasting on Thursday, which I believe you're involved with as well. Yes, I should
1: be should be involved with in that. And again, I think we're gonna do a, a chocolate episode as well at some point.
0: We are going definitely going to do chocolate episode. I was um there's a chocolate maker that's near my office and chatting to her about where she wants to go with stuff and what she wants to do and you know some some good chocolatiers up here. So yeah, I think we shall. You've got, you've got
1: one of my favourites in uh, in Manchester, Dormouse. So we will uh, we'll have
0: to we shall plot that one as well. Dormouse is just yeah incredible. But um, yeah, you've not tried Cocoa and Bloom yet. They are just yet. amazing, uh, absolutely. What Darcy's done with that chocolate is just stunning. Um, so yeah, um, other than that, nothing really planned. In a bit like you, it's kind of like. I'm gonna wait and see what happens over the next couple of weeks because is it gonna go stupid? And I don't want to be a part of that. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I'm quite happy to step back. You know, I've got we did a regal fish order this week, so we got loads of fish in. Um, so we can sit and eat at home and yeah, we'll wait, let it all die down a little bit and, yeah. and then maybe started to push a bit more, but we'll
1: see what happens. Yeah, indeed. And and actually, on a personal note, I should also add one of the, the delights, as people, if anyone's following various social media streams, um, it's been my most exciting week of the year because the broad beans have come in at the allotment. No. And I adore broad beans. I don't know why. I can't tell you. I can't put my finger on it. Just one of my favourite points of the year. Um, That's just going to be... Things deeply zen in double podding and, and cooking and, and doing things with them but um, again stay at home stay safe cook lots of nice things mm. and I think that's a that's a very good place for uh, to, to finish in fact I might go start some supper now
0: I'm with you I'm with you thank you very much for listening um, if you want to follow us on Instagram we're on the Starters Inside podcast the same on Twitter um, yeah really appreciate it if there's memorable tv ads that you are now thinking about after you've listened to this that really jump into your mind drop us a message you know let us know but thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you soon
1: indeed and if anyone does remember the caledon bells around please please do let me know (laughs) (laughs) again thank you for your time